This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Hello and welcome to Savor, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about manchego cheese. Yes, which is going to be fun because I was telling Lauren beforehand, for some reason, I've always put an extra N in the pronunciation of (laughs) manchego. So I'm going to do my absolute best to not make this a nightmare for our (laughs) editor-producer, Andrew. But uh, it really stuck. I've been practicing. I practiced before this. I practiced some last night. Okay. And I still catch myself doing the huh. extra in. Huh. I don't know why. I, you know, there are just some words that, I mean, good, goodness knows um, that uh, as a human who speaks into microphones for a living, I, it, mm. there's like no better way to find out that you mispronounce everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely true. <laughs> Even stuff that you really think you have a handle on and you just go mm-hmm. ahead and say it like a fool and uh, <laughs> and then immediately Twitter is like, did you know you're terrible? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely true, Lauren. Uh, well, we're going to go through this together. Yeah. Yeah. I have. Try my best. I believe in you. It's and this is this is a safe space. We're going to be OK. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I do love a good manchego. Uh, I I only discovered these cheeses, this cheese, fairly recently, like within the past six years. Okay. 
I'd probably had it before then, but like I'd only purposefully sought it out, knew what it was within the past, I would say, six years. Um, and I went through a real phase a couple years ago. Oh, sure. Just, like putting it on everything. <laughs> oh, so good. It's really good. I, I love a Manchego. Like I actually um, happened to go to the grocery store yesterday after mm. after we picked this topic and I was like, OK, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this needs to happen. I definitely <laughs> like ate some like 30 minutes ago. So, Ooh, yeah. that's so, good. so you're good and ready. So good. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's delicious. Uh, funnily enough, I was researching this last night. And last night, I also happened to be watching the Batman. Um, okay. The new Batman movie. And one of the first things that came up when I searched Manchego cheese was this review of the Batman. <laughs> okay. Um which I hope is not some weird my TV is listening to me because I tried to turn all of that off. But anyway, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, it was a review that said something along the lines of uh, Robert Pattison can cut a slice of Manchego cheese on his jaw. <laughs> 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 and I was kind of impressed that it kept coming up. I'm like, okay. Huh. Sure. That's a nice jawline. It's a, you uh, know, it is a firm jawline. And... It is. It's not the first device I would attempt to shred cheese on, but. No, and nor is it the first cheese I would think <laughs> of, but uh, that's mm-hmm. what came up in this review. Oh, cool. cool. So, Love it. Good turn of phrase. Go. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Made me laugh. <laughs> uh, you can see our many past episodes we've done on different cheeses. Several at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say yogurt, too, is pretty key in this one. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Those those many of those go further into the science of cheese making mm. than I'm going to go into today. Yes, because, you know, we've sort of done it a lot yeah. uh, at this point. But we'll still touch on on those points for sure. But I guess this brings us to our question. Absolutely. Manchego cheese. What is it? Well, uh, manchego is a type of cheese traditionally made in Spain with sheep's milk uh, that is pressed and aged until it's anywhere from semi-soft and creamy to firm and like buttery crumbly. Uh, It has this, this sort of sweet and sour tang to it that that balances the the grassy and barney and even smoky flavors of the sheep's milk and it gets more uh, sort of caramelly and nutty as it ages and i i couldn't think of a of of i i didn't have like a synesthesia to <laughs> to go along uh-huh. with this one and i feel like i'm i feel like i'm falling down i'm derelict in my no. duty here uh but i'm i'm like it's delicious it's like it's delicious <laughs> Yeah, I think that's great. I it is. It's like it's delicious, and it's delicious in like a lot of different ways. It's very adaptable. It is. As a cheese. It is. It's a uh, for for something that can be. Um, it's something that's it, it. It's it's almost like a little bit like surprisingly strongly flavored. Surprisingly strongly flavored. I like that. 
I like that. Like especially <laughs> especially the more aged ones, which are usually what you're going to get in the U.S. Um, are yeah, like like you you take a bite and you're like, oh, it's cheese, and then you're like, whoa, there's like a lot going on in this cheese. It's got a lot going on. It's got a lot going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Manchego, like other products we've talked about, um, is a protected denomination of origin, which means that except in a few cases, in order to call something Manchego, you have to make it in a particular area and in particular ways. Uh, that area is uh, Castilla-La Mancha, which is a region in central Spain, like southeast of Madrid, it's made with milk from a breed of sheep called manchega, um, and small producers tend to make it with raw milk, at which point it can be labeled artisan cheese. Uh, larger producers are more likely to pasteurize the milk. Uh, it apparently takes less sheep's milk to produce cheese than other types of milk because sheep's milk is so nutritionally dense, like half of what you would use for a cow's milk cheese. Wow. I know, right? Hmm. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Manchego is made in these like smallish, tallish wheels that tend to taper a little bit at the top. They're um, about eight inches in diameter, maybe five and a half inches high. That's up to uh, 22 by 14 centimeters and can weigh up to about nine pounds or four kilos. They have a rind that is patterned with these braid-like zigzags on the sides because um, of the of the woven grass molds that they're packed in. Um, and they have decorative wheat ear patterns on the top and bottom. The rind might be a dark brown to black or reddish orange or golden blonde. Uh, the color might come from natural molds that grow as they age or from a rubbing of olive oil or from a brushing of wax. Uh, the cheese inside will be cream white when it's young and uh, gets more golden as it ages. Um, the wheels may be aged in natural caves in the area. I love a natural cheese cave. And mm-hmm. yes, La Mancha is the region that Cervantes wrote about in Don Quixote. Um, and there is an image of Quixote on his horse and uh, Sancho on his donkey uh, adorning the label of authentic Manchego cheese. Um You are, again, most likely to find the more aged versions outside of Spain, but especially around the La Mancha region, you can find five grades of manchego. Fresco, which is aged up to two weeks, uh, semicorado, which is aged over two months, corado, which is aged over three months, um, viejo, which is aged over six months, and añejo, which is aged over nine months. Um, And earlier... I said about that protected denomination of origin that that's for except in a few cases. And by a few cases, I I mean one case that I know of, and that case is Mexican manchego, which is a more mild cheese that's made from cow's milk. It's not as regulated um, and can be found for lower prices. Yes, and we will be talking about that a little bit more later. Yeah, yeah, this is a whole situation. <laughs> And uh, and yeah, 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 we've got we've got some more notes on it to come. Yes, we do. Uh, But in the meantime, what about the nutrition? Uh, Cheese is a nutritionally dense food. uh, So, you know, uh, watch your watch your serving sizes. But it also has a lot of great micronutrients, a good good source of protein and fats. So it'll help fill you up and keep you going. Mm, That's okay. I, I'm very excited <laughs> to get my hands on some Mexico. Um, we do have some numbers for you. Yeah. 
According to a few sources, manchego cheese is the most popular Spanish cheese and makes up one-third of Spain's traditional cheese production. Uh, 35 million pounds, that's uh, 15 million kilos, were sold globally as of 2021, with the most exports coming to the United States, about a third of total production. Um, And these were apparently being produced by just 47 cheesemakers. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The Foundation for Manchego Cheese reported in 2012 that La Mancha exported 5.9 million kilos of this cheese, which, by the way, I love that this foundation exists. Right. Yes. Um, That's about Mm -hmm. 13 million pounds. Um, At the time, America was responsible for almost half of total exports. Um, The market here had been growing really rapidly at the time, and now the market is growing globally. Um, As of 2012, there were around 800 Manchega sheep farms in the region. Fifth-generation dairy Finca La Granja uh, produces about 65 wheels of Manchego cheese a day, and they've been operating since at least 1830. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and there is a Manchego Cheese Museum Ooh. in Toledo. I found two, but I think the one in Toledo is is the one most people are talking about. If anyone's ever been, you've got to let oh, us know. Yeah, Apparently, please. there's a tasting involved. I oh oh, I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to. Oh, we need to travel. <laughs> I need to travel. We do. We do. I miss it. I miss it. Uh, Well, in the meantime, before we can do that, we do have a lot of history for you. We do. We do. Um, uh, But before we get into that, we're going to get into a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. L-A-S-I-K 
LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. We're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. Again, see our past cheese episodes, Mm -hmm. but uh, cheese is quite old and has a generally accepted origin story that it was discovered on accident, probably around the same time in multiple places. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Um, But okay. Manchego, evidence uncovered by archaeologists suggests that folks have been uh, making cheese going back to the Bronze Age in the La Mancha region. Uh, yeah, like like 3,000 to 4,000 BCE. Right. Yeah, so a long time. Uh, <laughs> these early cheesemakers used sheep's milk to make their products, and these sheep are native to that area and are almost certainly the ancestors of the Menchego sheep of today. The producers would press the curds into baskets made of esparto grass. So this cheese is the result of thousands of years of cheesemakers and sheep, which is... Really cool. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, esparto grass is the same grass that's traditionally used in um espadrille shoes, you know, the uh the the wedges that have um the the grass along the like woven little braids of oh, yeah. grass on wedges. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Anyway. And yes, uh sometime during the sixteen hundreds. Manchego was mentioned in Miguel de Cervantes' work, Don Quixote, that came up in, like, every source oh, yeah. I read. <laughs> I, uh, Don Quixote is, um, like, one of the most translated books worldwide. Um, it's definitely foundational in our concept of, um, of, of the novel. And, uh, yeah, people, people like it. And that's where most people know <laughs> La Mancha from. So, Right. Yes, uh, and and the cheese was delicious in, in this book. <laughs> uh, uh, when the Spanish arrived in Mexico around the 1500s, they brought their cheese-making recipes and traditions with them. Uh, through this, we see the development of Mexican manchego cheese made with cow's milk. Uh, one of the first known written recipes of a La Mancha-style cheese out of Mexico was published in 1585, though the name manchego wasn't applied until much later. So we'll return to this whole thing later. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, one huge blow to Spain's manchego cheese industry was the Spanish Civil War. And the dictator that overthrew the government and came into power in 1936, Francisco Franco, who controlled the country until his death in 1975. Franco wanted to modernize Spain. Mm -hmm. And as a part of that, he massively changed the course of wine and cheese production in that country. He destroyed vineyards, especially those producing white wines. He pushed for mass production of low-quality red wine. He didn't drink uh, and thought wine should only be used for sacramental purposes, hence the destruction of of white wine. Um, And he essentially outlawed artisanal cheese by making it illegal for there to be milk production under 10,000 liters a day, which meant small dairies and cheesemakers had to sell their milk 
to large companies. So, <sighs> yes, essentially making it illegal. Yeah. Um, the artisanal cheese affected included traditionally made manchego. During this time, 80 traditional Spanish cheeses became endangered or went extinct. Uh, through the hard work and dedication of Spanish cheesemakers, uh, many of whom were exiled during Franco's rule, some of these cheeses have been recovered or are in the process of being recovered. Mm -hmm. So that's good to hear. Yeah. However, the story was a bit different for Manchego cheese. According to some sources, it was an open secret that during this time, almost 30% of milk production was on the Spanish black market. The numbers suggest that farmers were consuming 500 liters of milk a day, huh. milk that was often used to make black market cheese that could be used to barter with. An estimated 25% of dairy milk production went to making black market cheese. Uh, producers would hold open-air markets in the early morning before the sun was out to avoid inspectors who would shut them down or worse, they'd sell their illegal cheese from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. And during that time, an estimated four to 5,000 kilos of cheese was exchanged. Huh. Uh, yeah. Dairies of all sizes didn't become legal in Spain again until 1985. Within 10 years of that, Spain went from zero to 1,000 small dairies, in part because some of these small dairies had never actually stopped <laughs> producing <laughs> yeah that we'll have to come back to that later because i had not heard of that and uh yeah no i was not aware that that was one of the things that franco was up to and that mm -hmm. is that is wild yeah yeah and uh, just that like there were a lot of uh in-depth essays that i ran across about the the kind of cultural defiance of no we're going to keep making this cheese and like yeah. the fact that that large amount was going to the black markets like this is a cultural defiance that's amazing um, yeah 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 uh well if we look at the united states uh manchego cheese became popular in the u.s for a couple of reasons in the early days sheep's milk and thus sheep's milk cheeses they it, sheep's milk just wasn't that common in the u.s mm -hmm. um Manchego, with its approachability uh, and variability in terms of what you could pair it with, readily filled the space. At the time, the available sheep's milk cheeses in the U.S. were things like Italian Pecorino Romano, uh, cheese that had a stronger, saltier flavor, and long-aged cheeses that went a long way when sprinkled on top of dishes like pasta. Like, you just didn't need that much of it. Yeah, um, yeah. So, therefore, not so great for snacking purposes. Yeah. Um, manchego could be eaten as a snack, as a dessert cheese, just in numerous ways. It really lends itself to a lot of situations, and so it caught on here fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. Manchego cheese received its Spanish designation of origin in 1984. And was recognized by the EU in 1996. And here we come to a bunch of trade deals. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so a new trade deal between the EU and Mexico that went into effect in 2018 did not grant Spain the exclusive right for the use of manchego. So Mexican manchego cheese with cow's milk, uh, made with cow's milk, was not impacted. 
And right, like like we said earlier, this has been a whole thing. Like the question of whether Mexico could keep calling their cheese manchego actually slowed down that entire trade deal. Um the the deal was this like major update to the uh, earlier year 2000 trade deal between the European Union and Mexico. And Mexico was like really into this trade deal because um, at the time there were all of these uncertainties uh, surrounding NAFTA. And Mexico was kind of going like, ah, like, should we like pull away from depending so much on the United States for stuff? Um, but but the name of this cheese was a sticking point for both sides. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was reading this article that The Guardian published about it, and they were quoting this Mexican government official who was basically like, like, it's y'all's conquistadors uh, fault that our cheese is named Manchego. Uh, like, you gave it that name. We're not trying to trick anyone. It's your fault. Uh, and <laughs> mm-hmm. Spanish offic- officials were like, well, but you are tricking people. It Seriously. it. <laughs> I'm like, wow. there was drama. Wow. That's um, some sibling nonsense. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm relating to personally. Uh. <laughs> I, you know, I am, I, I see... I see the farmers, the the Spanish farmers who are, you know, trying to protect their product um, mm-hmm. and the, you know, many layers of people making money off of that. Uh, and I, you know, also the Spanish conquistadors were terrible. So mm-hmm. I'm like, well, yep, I can see both sides. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> there's another deal we got to talk about. Okay. Okay. In response to an uptick of falsely labeled manchego cheese being exported to China, the EU and China signed a deal in 2020 that went to effect in 2021 that named 100 products for recognition and protection under geographical indications, including manchego cheese. This was also a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, apparently over the past couple decades, um, as with as with many agricultural situations, the the number of farms raising manchega sheep has been decreasing um, as younger generations have been seeking out urban lifestyles rather than maybe continuing the family tradition. Um, And this has driven up prices of sheep's milk, which has driven up prices for the cheese, but has also made it harder for small cheesemakers to stay in business in the face of larger production companies being able to buy up that milk. Um, And As a result, the Spanish government has been creating like campaigns and incentives to get people back into um, shepherding as a job and lifestyle. Oh, 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 gosh, I yeah, I love this cheese so very much. And I. The history was fascinating. Yeah. And I really listeners would love if you have any recipes or uses for it, because now, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I've got to, I've got to get some in my life. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think with a with a cheese like that, I, I usually just eat it straight. I don't think it ever manages mm. <laughs> to right. make it into a recipe. <laughs> I had a really good uh, zucchini, sauté zucchini, uh, manchego recipe. Oh. Uh, so Not good. does it was sound so simple, good. Okay. but it was 
Yeah. And it's springtime now, so that sounds perfect. Right. To me. Mm. Well, I think that's what we have to say about Manchego for now. It is. Uh, we do have some listener mail for you, but first we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with listener. I was trying to do a sound of music, springtime. Oh, thing. yeah. All right. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is spring. Spring has sprung here in Atlanta and the pollen is out. The dogwoods. Oh, my goodness. They're doing their, they're doing their thing. <laughs> they certainly are. And the allergies are. Oh, yeah. Attacking. Oh, yeah. If I sound a little bit stuffy today, it's because I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a thing. It's a whole thing. Uh, <laughs> but I do. I love spring. I love spring yeah, foods. Yeah. But this is a part of. It's a part of it. <laughs> yeah. I was. I was afraid that you were going to go for like a like a Man of La Mancha like musical mm. thing, and I was unprepared mm-hmm. to try to do that. So I'm kind of glad it was. Yeah. This. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, unfortunately, I've watched. <laughs> well. I don't know, unfortunately, but I've watched Venom Let There Be Carnage several times now. And there's a really good uh, Don Quixote reference in it. Okay. Uh, so I almost went that way, but I thought it would be way too confusing for everyone involved. No, that's... I Okay. No, I love this. I That is mm-hmm. um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. man, that's like the second yeah. time in two episodes that you've gotten like a genuine 
like weird laugh out of me <laughs> in the middle of an episode. So good job. Yeah, I take it as a win. Venom, let there be carnage is pretty, that's a pretty solid way to, to get that out of somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Partially the name is great. Anyway, okay. <laughs> and also Don Quixote reference. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Sure. 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 They went for it. They certainly did. Um, <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Joe wrote, the episode on mangoes made me squeal and flail. Mangoes are my absolute favorite fruit. We're very proud of our mangoes in the Philippines, and my family is always on the hunt for Philippines mangoes and juices, dried mangoes, ice cream, etc. My dad's personal mission is to find the best mango juice. (laughs) (laughs) My fondest memory of mangoes comes from a visit to the Philippines when I was still in elementary school. My grandmother asked me what I wanted for dinner, and after a moment's contemplation, I said mangoes. Just mangoes. <laughs> what? She really thought of that request. I'll never know. But she cut and sliced as many mangoes as I could eat, which turned out to be five or six. If that's not love, I don't know what is. Oh, my heck. That is glorious. That's so oh, sweet. Gosh. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that brought back the memory of um, uh, I was dating a Filipino guy one time, and uh, this was before... Uh, before I had discovered um, the many amazing international supermarkets around Atlanta. And so like, uh, or or, may, or maybe before um, they had started carrying Filipino goods. And um, so like, I would just have him ship me all of this uh, dried mango, like all the time. Mm. I was like, no, it needs, <laughs> I <Yes>. need more. <laughs> this is important yes. to my lifestyle. <laughs> You have Absolutely. created a monster. <laughs> like <laughs> you're right, dried mango, so amazing, so good. Uh, mango juice, good mango juice, excellent. Oh yeah, and also I just love, I love the sweetness of your grandmother being like, okay, like all right, that's what's up, sure. <laughs> I did this. My mom always brings this up. But one time I came home from school and I had like not a great day and she was trying to cheer me up. And I said, I just want pasta. I want like 10 different types of pasta. And we went to the (laughs) store and we bought like 10 different types of pasta and we made them. And it was just so sweet. (laughs) Yeah. We had like a little candlelit pasta dinner. I was in seventh grade. (laughs) It was very cute. Oh, yeah. That's really cool <laughs> yeah we still remember it very fondly uh so i love i love this Heck yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, um uh andrea wrote uh growing up in a jewish home our favorite warm and fuzzy dish was noodle kugel um aka noodle pudding my mother made it every time i came home now that my kids have left the house i make it every and i mean every time they come home except passover of course what is it about noodle kugel uh, my family's from Poland and Russia, the center of unchewable meat and potatoes and onions. That's it. Uh, where do noodles come from? Kugel comes from a Yiddish word meaning round. Um, it's the quintessential dish found in all cultures. Take leftovers, put it in a round pan, and bake until the family has no idea that they have seen this food before. 20th century noodle kugel was found on the back of the uh, Manischewitz egg noodle bag. 
I've attached the copy that I made from my mother's house. Uh, note the asterisk, double the recipe. I have since tripled and quadrupled the recipe. I always use a parve, a non-dairy margarine so that it can be served immediately after dinner or sometimes before, during, or as soon as each kid arrived home. <laughs> Mine is simple. Noodles, eggs, margarine, sugar, and cinnamon. I shudder to think of the noodle kugel being baked today. Most people add cheese or some sort of dairy product. Most Jews do not abide by the kosher traditions. The noodle package has some sort of awful pasta primavera recipe, but I'm a traditionalist. If I'm going to make my mother's and my grandmother's kugel, I am going to use the original recipe. If you have any questions about this or any other Jewish food topic, please call or write. I would be happy to share my experiences. Happy Passover slash Easter slash Ramadan to all. <laughs> oh, I love this too. Oh, goodness. I, we, we have like, okay, uh, I have occasionally thought about Kugel as a topic and it, it it's so many things and I'm just, I always get intimidated and back down. Mm-hmm. But a good kugel, oh my goodness. My um yeah. my grandmother and a great aunt, um uh, uh I just called her an aunt, um, would always make a kind with raisins in it. Um and mm-hmm. so that's that's the kind that I kind of crave when I crave a good sweet noodle kugel. But oh, I'm so curious. Cause my family was big on uh these egg noodles. Oh, uh-huh. um, my family being a non-Jewish family, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I feel like I'm in the you know blasphemous uh, <laughs> area of this. But I loved I loved these pastas growing up. Um, but I haven't had a sweet one. I have not had one that uh, Andrea describes here. So I'm very. I would like to learn more. Oh, I've I've also intended to make one any number of times and and then I don't know why I haven't. I don't know why I haven't. Okay. All right, new project. Yes. I love a new project, especially if it's on you. <laughs> and I just get to enjoy the benefits. There hopefully. you go. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll make one um and I'll bring it to like D D next time. Yes. We've got to spread out all these foods we've been meaning to try somehow. We really do. We cannot just have... It is getting to the point where it is clear that this cannot be a single feast day because that would no. be not far. Yes. We would regret everything. everything. <laughs> um, which was perfect for the Star Wars holiday special, which I'm still going to make you watch during this. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I am too. It's going to be great. <laughs> Um, well, in the meantime, thanks to both of these listeners for writing to us. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. 
Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is home to a thriving culinary scene based on products and traditions from the native Taino, African, and Spanish peoples that have influenced it. When you go, there are a host of restaurants, bars, breweries, distilleries, farms, and coffee houses to dig into, from five-star experiences to local favorites. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.